The following episode of Lyrics of Their Life podcast deals with serious issues such as drug references that may be distressing to some listeners. It is not suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Lyrics of Their Life, the podcast that talks about the extraordinary lives lived by those that wrote or performed the songs we know and love. I'm your host Adam Hampton and in today's episode we take an in-depth look into the life and career so far of Luke Combs, who is currently one of the biggest rising stars on the country music scene today as we follow his journey from humble beginnings raised in North Carolina to the huge successful artist he is today, as the 33-year-old starts to make his way onto the country pop scene with his big voice and incredibly relatable and catchy songs. This is the story of Luke Combs. This is Lyrics of Their Life. Prince has died at the age of 57. This is it. Sorry, Gary, but I was always the talented member of the band. Keep going, little girl. I will hit a man with glasses. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Former Beatle John Lennon, who was 40, was shot and killed last night outside his luxury apartment in New York. As beans shouldn't present fucking awards to gonna be. Luke Combs was born Luke Albert Combs on the 2nd of March 1990 in Huntersville, North Carolina in the USA. Luke would be raised as an only child here in Huntersville by his mother Rhonda who originated from Charlotte and worked two jobs with one of these being at the local bank. While his father, Chester Lee Combs, worked as a handyman and maintenance worker with Luke revealing on the Joe Rogan experience that Chester was raised in the Rust Belt Steel Mill era in Ohio and that his father, or Luke's grandfather, was a truck driver who came from hard-working class backgrounds with not a lot of money. Huntersville, where Luke first grew up, was a suburban-type town located in the Mecklenburg County, located around 14 miles from Charlotte, in North Carolina. At the time, the town was quite small, with a population of around 7,000 people during the early 1990s. However, in recent times, well after Luke and his family had moved on, the town would become quite large, growing to a population of 60,000 people, according to a recent census. Luke's parents were very hard-working, honest people who would tell their son that he could be anything he wanted to be, but to be realistic, 
and that a regular job was more achievable compared to the star that he would become. Luke would attend Huntersville Elementary School here in Huntersville, but his parents were looking into a move away from the area as the town began to grow quite rapidly and too fast for them. Luke's parents enjoyed their music and going out to gigs and preferred the smaller, intimate and laid-back gig size compared to the larger events that were held in Huntersville, while they also preferred the more quiet style of life. By the age of eight, Luke and his parents would relocate to the mid-sized town of Asheville in North Carolina. In the meantime, Luke and his parents would live with his father's friend and their family for a whole year while Luke's parents worked on buying their own property. By the time Luke was aged nine, Rhonda and Chester had purchased a beautiful home and the move began, with Luke and his parents living up in the beautiful picturesque mountainous area on the outskirts of the Asheville city itself known as the Blue Ridge Mountains, surrounded by forest land, in their near-modest-sized red brick home, where Luke and his friends enjoyed exploring, fishing, riding their pushbikes, playing ball, and especially loved to play in the snow during the winter time. Luke's parents had dreamed of moving here for quite some time after going on a number of vacations together to the Asheville area, before they had Luke of course, as they had fallen in love with the mountainous landscape as they both loved being outdoors, with his mother Rhonda enjoying hiking up the mountains and his father Chester loving nature and gardening. When speaking with Marty Smith, Luke described Asheville as a mix of cultures and agreed with Marty Smith that it was very artsy, whereas culturally, Huntersville was very different. While Luke also claimed that country music wasn't exactly the main popular genre in the Asheville area. Luke would describe his childhood as normal and remembers enjoying Christmas time with his family enjoying the snow and the thoughtfulness of the gifts that his mother would either make or buy for him, despite not always being able to afford everything on his wish list. As Luke was quoted as saying, We were lower middle class, you know, so it was like when you're a kid, you always want the new Xbox or whatever is coming out. You want the new video game deal. Around our house, it was like... My mum's a great gift giver, and she always made the best out of it, but it was never like, oh, I wanted this thing. It was always within the scope of reality, the gifts you would be getting. I love the snow and the decorations. I am into that. Like it gets me in the mood for the season and stuff. Despite dreaming of playing an Xbox or PlayStation, Luke would finally receive one as a teenager, with he and his mates getting right into gaming during their pastime. As mentioned earlier, Luke's parents weren't in any way rich, but their hard work had paid off and allowed their family to be quite comfortable. Luke said that although his parents couldn't ever afford to take him on a family vacation, like some of his other friends were, he was grateful for always having food on the table, new clothes to wear, presents at Christmas time, a new pair of shoes a year, 
and for simply being raised in a safe, loving environment, and that in no way did he have a rough upbringing. Luke also claimed that he didn't get into hunting until he met his songwriting musician buddies in his late teens, claiming he just wasn't brought up with it, despite enjoying it later in life. Luke would attend church with his parents on Sundays and was raised in a tight-knit and loving family who supported his musical interests, with Luke often singing for his parents in their living room and also recalling performing for his aunts at age five, singing along to whatever country song would come onto the radio. Luke's parents always had music playing in or around the house, and in his words, that got him addicted to music. According to Luke's parents, Luke started singing as soon as he began to talk as a youngster, as he would often sing along to tracks by Vince Gill, with Luke quoted as saying, I was so little, I thought his name was Vince Skittles. Luke also enjoyed the music of country musicians who dominated the radio airwaves at the time, including Brooks and Dunn, Travis Tritt, Garth Brooks, and Clint Black, as he said, quote, That was my favourite stuff to sing when I was little, burning up the cassette tapes. Luke even got into gospel music through the church choir, and he even revealed to Nightline that he once got into the music of boy bands in sync and Backstreet Boys when growing up in the 90s, stating that most guys would be lying if they denied that they hadn't listened to them or gotten into them. By the time high school came around, Luke, like his parents, grew apart from listening to country music and stopped listening to the likes of Vince Gill, as Luke started to listen to more of his parents' other types of music, such as Led Zeppelin, Tracy Chapman, Tom Petty, John Mellencamp, and the occasional Brooks and Dunn or Garth Brooks track, with Luke being led away from country music for around 10 years and venturing into grunge and punk rock music, as he also listened to the Dead Kennedys, Rancid, Nirvana, Green Day, Blink-182, television, and no effects, with Luke crediting the area of Asheville and his parents for getting him into such a wide variety of music due to the area promoting all sorts of artists and bands. As Luke told Zane Lowe for Apple Music, quote, You know, I grew up in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a pretty progressive place, and so there was just all kinds of music there, man, all the time, and my parents don't play music, or my mum sang in high school a bit, but they don't play instruments or anything, but there was just always music going on in our house, and it was just always different. Luke went on to say that his father especially listened to everything to do with music, and that he more than likely adapted the same attitude from his parents, with Luke claiming his father's first ever concert would have been either a Who or Led Zeppelin concert. Luke wouldn't be able to stay away from country for too long, however, eventually coming back to the genre when getting into the music of Eric Church around the time that he moved to college, after a friend of his from college had started playing his music in their dorm room, and Eric Church had came to the campus for a live gig, with Luke's friend dragging a reluctant Luke along with him, 
with Luke claiming that he wasn't sold instantly, but that it was a slow burn, as Luke ended up becoming a huge fan of his. As Luke was quoted as saying, I didn't give his music a chance that day, to be honest with you, but a couple of weeks later, I'd had a few at the time, illegal beverages, now legal beverages, and I said, you know what, I'm gonna give this guy's album a shot. I listened to it front to back, and it really changed my outlook, and changed a lot of things for me about country music. With all these different genres, and especially Luke's rekindled love for country music, eventually forming the sound we know and love today. During middle school in 6th grade, Luke would step up onto stage for the very first time, aged roughly 11 or 12 years of age, while performing in chorus class. During 6th grade, his school would make him and his peers participate in 6 weeks of every elective before they selected their electives the following year for each semester. So Luke would begin doing gym class, art class, home ec, either chorus class or band class as a music elective, and a couple of others. But his favourites happened to be chorus for obvious reasons, of course being singing and music, while he also chose gym class as he loved to get outdoors and also play dodgeball. With Luke picking gym and chorus class, his teacher even got him a special permission so he could do advanced chorus the following semester, as the teacher had noticed that he had a passion and talent for singing, with Luke remaining in chorus class from this point on, from the 7th grade, every day, right up until the day he graduated crediting his high school chorus teacher, Miss Bryant, for inspiring him to love singing and continue on with it. As he said on the Joe Rogan experience, quote, She was like my school mum. We were super tight. I was her teacher's assistant in my senior year. It was here in Asheville that Luke began to flourish by attending middle school, high school and church choirs, school musicals and even having the privilege of travelling to New York to perform for the church choir at Carnage Hall where he and his peers were invited among seven other schools to perform versions of southern gospel choir songs as one large combined choir performing alongside professional composer Moses Hogan. As Luke told YouTuber Grady Smith that the song he remembers performing was a gospel song called No Hiding Place, as they stood up straight on stage dressed in tuxedos, with Luke being classified as a tenor too, singing quite low. While in terms of musicals, Luke would be involved in many over the years throughout his schooling life, but it wouldn't be until senior year, around the age of 18, that Luke played the lead role of Nathan Detroit in Guys and Dolls. For Luke, however, he claimed that drama, acting and musicals just weren't really his thing. Luke would spend his high school years at A.C. Reynolds High School in Asheville, North Carolina, known for also having country music star Chase Rice attend the school, who happened to be four years older than Luke. Luke claimed that during his schooling years and as a child that he was an avid sportsman and loved playing all types of sports. 
During high school, he played American football, or gridiron, as a defensive tackle, but recalled that he wasn't very good at it, as he lacked the aggression needed for the position, despite enjoying the collision of hitting opposition players. As he told Bobby Bones, quote, I was like an offensive back, stuck in a running guard's body, stating that he desperately wanted to be a runner of the ball, but that he just wasn't fit enough to be in that position. And the other options in his team in those positions were, quote, lightning fast. Luke, however, put his skill level down to being someone who came late to football compared to his teammates who had been playing for many years and had learned the ins and outs of the game and developed their bodies accordingly over the years. Despite this, Luke grew up a fanatical supporter of NFL team, the Carolina Panthers, being of course his local team, with that love for his team becoming even stronger after meeting one of his heroes in Carolina Panthers linebacker Sam Mills at a Burger King in 1995 when Luke was just five years old. Luke says that his walls in his room were littered with posters of Panthers players and that he was reduced to tears at the age of 13 when the Panthers lost the Super Bowl to the New England Patriots in 2003 by just three points. By the 7th or 8th grade, around the age of 13, Luke continued playing in team sports, including gridiron, and added that he wasn't able to play much beforehand or outside of the school competition, as the local leagues required quite an unaffordable registration fee, and his parents simply just couldn't afford it. Not to mention, his parents didn't know a lot of people outside of their neighbourhood, so they didn't know how to source sports out for Luke, or what was really happening in the community just yet as they had recently moved to Asheville and were still settling in as locals. Luke claimed that some kids were also in their cliques and had been playing together since they were about four years old, so he didn't really always feel welcome or like he would fit in just yet. By the time he was in high school, around the age of 13, Luke realised that he actually had a good voice and he felt he was really only good at singing compared to anything else. With Luke's best mate and now personal assistant, Austin Harper, claiming, quote, There wasn't a genre that he couldn't do, anything from Al Green to John Prine to T-Pain. Luke said that despite not being confident in other areas, he never had any doubts over how he sounded as a singer, and he knew he was good at it. While Luke was also said to have shown off his voice from time to time, to impress girls at high school age parties, despite lacking the confidence to ask a girl out if he had a crush on them, stating that he wishes he took more chances despite being a bigger guy, because the worst they could have said was no, with the fear of rejection holding him back. Luke claimed that Asheville's parties would be full of beer and marijuana, and the drinking culture was quite prevalent, being the brewery capital of the USA by capita and multiple yearly winner of Beer City USA, with Luke admitting that he often smoked marijuana through his teen years and into adulthood. 
Luke wasn't exactly bullied in school, but does recall getting in some fistfights, claiming the best way to beat a bully is to fight back and punch them in the face, and to become someone that no one will want to mess with. As Luke told the Full Send podcast, quote, When you're the big guy, like high school's brutal dude, you're not meeting your girlfriend in high school being the funny fat guy, because at that time of life, nobody's like, oh, I'm a personality girl. Academically, Luke recalled struggling with his work, but that when he got as high as a B grade, that it was something to celebrate. While Luke also claimed that subjects like science and math were some of his least favourites, and that he was more concerned with drinking, girls, partying, and playing sports. In a recent interview, Luke claimed that he now regrets not being more focused in class and that he lacked the motivation and work ethic to succeed academically. When it came time to leave high school, Luke would go off to Appalachian State University, which was a public university located in Boone, North Carolina, which Luke says was even further up into the Blue Ridge Mountains. Luke fell in love with the setting of the college years ago when he came to the area for a school camp and knew right then and there that he wanted to go to college here in the cold and snowy mountains. With Eric Church also studying here in the past before moving to Nashville to try his hand at a career in music. It would be here at university where Luke would initially major in business for a year before switching his major to criminal justice, as he wanted to eventually become a homicide detective. This was due to Luke struggling with the mathematical side to business, while also finding it boring and not suited to his ambitions. Whereas Luke found being a homicide detective interesting, and the ability to solve puzzles intriguing which he would also relate to songwriting, where you would be required to bring a bunch of puzzle pieces together and make them fit, something he thoroughly enjoyed doing. As he said, quote, I think solving the puzzle was the intriguing part to me, which is what I love so much about writing songs. It's a puzzle that has no pieces, so you make the pieces and then you have to put them together and that's the thing that I enjoy so much about writing music. Luke would find both business and criminal justice to be challenging, as he didn't know where to go next with his career path. As he was quoted as saying, It was like, yuck, I hate math a ton. I think that's the cruel twist of college. You're supposed to know what you want to do, but you're so young. Looking back, I was focused on music, but I didn't know it. Much later in his career, Luke would also claim at this point in his life, and as a teenager in high school, that he was struggling with anxiety and obsessive-compulsive disorder, and that during this time, he struggled with obsessive thoughts and overeating, something that over time, he has learned to control a lot more comfortably. However, he does still struggle with these obsessive thoughts and anxiety now and then. Luke would elaborate on the Joe Rogan experience, claiming that when he would smoke marijuana, 
that his anxiety would go through the roof, and while he occasionally enjoyed smoking pot during his college days, it became unbearable to him due to the heightening of his anxiety and that he simply can't enjoy smoking it anymore. For Luke, university wasn't going to plan. He was struggling with the study and quickly losing interest, failing to attend classes regularly, preferring to hang out and party with his friends or play video games, while he was also struggling to find a sense of direction in his life, stressed over what his future held, as he had no idea what he really wanted to do, but he did know that he didn't really want to work an average day job, and didn't want to be told what to do by a boss, so his goal was to avoid this altogether. At college, Luke claimed that he quote, milked it, as he got into the drinking culture, and was just trying to figure out what the hell to do with himself, as many people do at this stage of life, as he said the course he was doing was boring, leading him to skip classes and struggling to find motivation during one semester, but then he would try hard and do well in other semesters, and there was just no consistency with him, as he really didn't know if he wanted to be there at all, doing just enough to stay in the course and to have a five-year-long procrastination to work out what his ambitions were. During his time at college, he even joined a fraternity, but didn't see it through, leaving before initiation. He also sung in an a cappella group during his first year of college, and he also told Bobby Bones that he struggled to attract any female attention, which he believes was sadly due to his weight. All Luke knew, by the age of 20 now, is that he could sing, and that was really about it and that perhaps he could go do something with music. As much as he loved music, he didn't even think of majoring in music itself at college to become a teacher or something like that, as Luke was quoted as saying, I suck at football, I'm not athletic, and I'm not very smart. Like, I'm not like these things that my friends were checking off. Like one of our best buddies is a doctor, one's a pharmacist, one's an accountant. Referring to himself, Luke then said, quote, You're looking at one of the dumb guys. At the age of 21, during the summer holiday break from college, a downtrodden and lost Luke Combs returned home to his parents' house in Asheville, and as his friends all went back to their hometowns also, Luke grew bored and frustrated. At the time, while on his break from college, Luke would go and work at a go-kart track and climbing wall adventure park with a bunch of high school age 16 year old employees who had nothing in common with him. So he was quite lonely and depressed as he also had no girlfriend and was living at home with his parents still. So as Luke arrived home from work one afternoon, he slumped miserably on his parents' front porch, questioning his life choices and where to now. When his mother came out and saw him slumped on the porch down in the dumps, she gave Luke a pep talk, saying, quote, What's wrong with you? What's going on? And I was like, I don't know, Mum. I don't have any friends here. Like, I'm working at fucking go-karts. Like, what am I doing? And she's like, well, you know what, Luke? 
Kenny Chesney and Tim McGraw, they didn't learn to play the guitar until they were 21 years old. This chat from his mother would give Luke an idea, being 21 himself, so for the first time in many years, Luke would go to his cupboard in his bedroom and picked up his second-hand Ibanez acoustic guitar worth just $50 that he had received from his parents back in the 7th grade that he barely ever touched or played after two failed guitar lessons that he absolutely hated because his parents made him do it. But this time, Luke dusted off the guitar and he was ready and felt there was no way he wanted to be a working man his whole life and feel this way as he began to strum away before properly learning how to play the guitar over time and often coming home after work and strumming away on the porch all summer long. And by the end of the year, now age 22, Luke was quite the handy guitar player and had started writing his own songs. As he then returned to university in Boone, playing for his mates at parties, and singing and strumming his guitar. Luke would tell the Cut To It show that he wrote his first song at age 22, called Day Drinking. He also told them that not long after he wrote it, another popular band called Little Big Town released a song that was also called Day Drinking, which also became a hit. Luke, however, didn't feel jealous about the similar-sounding song going so well on the charts, and instead found it to be his justification that he was on the right track with his songwriting, and that he was thinking along the same lines as someone that was on the charts, which gave him a confidence boost that he needed to keep writing and playing his guitar. With Luke also telling the Behind the Songs podcast that occasionally he'll return to Boone to get inspiration for songs and has done in the past, renting a room with his mates just to write songs. As he told Polestar, quote, When I first picked up the guitar, I didn't go, I want to be Garth Brooks. To me, that's an insanely unrealistic goal that would let you down mentally pretty fast. My goal was to learn one chord, then two, then be able to play a song, then play enough to play three songs, then put together a band, then it was book some shows, write more songs, move to Nashville. In a recent interview, however, Luke would reveal that he wished he had picked up the guitar earlier at age five or something, as he would have been even better today. Luke would tell Joe Rogan on his podcast, however, that he could never read music properly, so he chose to avoid the guitar for all these years. During spring break, around the time that Luke had started playing guitar, Luke even tried his hand at auditioning for the popular worldwide TV show, The Voice USA, travelling to Atlanta, Georgia, for the audition. Luke said that when he walked into the big open waiting room at the convention centre, that he waited there for hours for the audition, and that he was overwhelmed by the amount of people that were also there to audition, saying there would have been thousands of people, as he told the Full Send podcast, I'm by myself at this thing, and I'm like, what am I doing? This is just outrageous. It was so big. 
Like, what were the odds of me even making it to the table? At the auditions, Luke started to feel out of place and like there was no way that he could compete with some of the talent that he could overhear singing in the waiting room. As Luke said, quote, There was like people singing and they're singing Lion King and everybody singing together and I'm sitting there like, this is like a nightmare. Luke said there were a number of rounds of auditions on the same day, mixed with hours and hours of waiting time, and that in one audition, he was the only guy out of 10 performers looking to make it. Luke claimed that he had made it through to the top 200 in the audition stage, but was unsuccessful, as the producers found him not to be interesting enough, as Luke was quoted as saying, I was on spring break a few years ago when The Voice was having auditions in Atlanta, Georgia. In my audition round, I was the only guy and you get about 30 seconds to sing. I made it to the next round, that was at a studio, and then made it to the next cut. They had four audition cities and narrowed it down from about 10,000 to 200 people then you don't know if you made it to the show for a few months. I made it through those rounds with the producers, but I got a letter saying I wasn't interesting enough for the show's ratings, so I didn't get to the show. But it gave me a lot of confidence, because I was good enough voice-wise to make it through all those producer auditions. The song Luke sung throughout the day was Save Room For My Love by John Legend, with Luke claiming that he was good at singing that song. But when it came to one of the later audition phases, he decided he wanted to sing a country song instead, which he was told no, as he was quoted as saying, I tell them I want to do a country song now, and they're like, oh, well you didn't sing country before, and I'm like, so I have to sing like one kind of song? I thought the show was about being a singer. But there's always got to be some sort of angle. So essentially, I got a letter back after the next audition, which I made it through, and they told me that essentially, I was too boring to be on television. Much later after Luke shared the story, once he became a famed artist, voice coach Blake Shelton was embarrassed and disappointed that the producers had turned Luke down, considering what Luke had become on the country scene as Blake apparently spoke to Luke later on about his rejection, with Blake Shelton quoted as saying, Luke told me that he kept his rejection letter, his letter telling him he wasn't going to be on the show. He said that he put it in his dorm room in college, and he hung it on the wall to push him on, something to fight for. Luke says that he still has the rejection letter there somewhere in storage, with Blake Shelton claiming he should frame it and put it next to his now triple platinum album plaques. With Luke's knockback from The Voice, he thought that maybe writing songs for others would be his destiny for a moment, until snapping out of this slump and continuing on. During university, Luke also played a lot of rugby union, a sport primarily played across the world, dominated by the likes of the New Zealand All Blacks, South Africa and the Irish, 
and also played regularly in Australia, the Pacific Islands, the UK, South America, and Europe, but not so much in the USA, who currently sit 18th on the world rankings. With other students focused on gridiron or soccer, Luke would be getting physical, locked into scrums, and charging the ball upfield, playing in the position of a prop forward, and using it as an outlet for his frustration and aggression. Prop forward, of course, was renowned for being a position for bigger guys, who would simply take hit-ups and attempt to carry their team forward, to put their team in good field position, and they would also handle a lot of the defensive work. Luke was said to have been quite good at rugby, making many friends along the way, and getting involved in the drinking and party culture involved off the field, often associated with the sport, with Luke telling Joe Rogan that he would often be asked by his rugby mates to sing at their parties. As he said on the Joe Rogan podcast, quote, My buddies that I played rugby with knew I sang and would be like, Hey dude, sing for these chicks. I was like the party trick guy. Luke also told the Bobby Bones show that he only received two injuries in rugby with two sprained shoulders and that he witnessed far less injuries in rugby compared to gridiron claiming that the padding doesn't seem to work as you don't necessarily wear any protection at all in rugby. While studying at college in Boone, during 2010, Luke took up a position as a bouncer at a bar called the Town Tavern. The same tavern where Luke would eventually weave his magic and ended up performing at the bar after persuading his boss, named Buddy Love, that it would be well worth his time and increase the bar's profits. During his time as a bouncer, Luke described himself as a cool bouncer that wasn't out to get anyone, and he remembers his first shift being on Halloween and being completely chaotic, with over 250 people cramming into the bar, which had recently opened up, creating a buzz in the small town of Boone which only previously had eight bars, which wasn't much considering their population. College students from the university would flock here, making Luke's job even more full-on and difficult. He remembers making just $7 an hour, claiming that it wasn't worth stirring anyone up and getting into fights at the door because the pay simply wasn't worth the trouble. During 2011, around the age of 21, Luke lived upstairs above this same bar at the Town Tavern at 208 Faculty Street in apartment number 3 of 7, located above the bar, a tanning salon and a Domino's pizza store. Luke claimed that it got quite noisy living above these businesses as he told Jimmy Kimmel on his show that for some odd reason the tanning salon would be getting calls all hours of the night. With Luke working night shifts as a bouncer at the bar, standing out in the freezing cold, he devised a plan to get himself out of the cold weather and doing what he really loved, of course, being to sing and perform. One night, after Luke had had enough of being a bouncer, he raised the proposal to his boss, Buddy Love, 
telling him that he had been playing the guitar for a year and a half now, and that he could also sing, telling Buddy that he should let him play a show here, and that it would be his very first show in the new bar. While the proposal seemed tempting to his boss, Buddy Love was also renting the bar and would reject this initial offer due to his fear that too much noise or loud music would cause noise complaints from the residents that were renting above the bar and living in the upstairs apartments. Luke raised the point that he was one of the tenants upstairs and that he could easily have everyone come to his show with no complaints, but his boss wasn't willing to take the risk. With Buddy Love failing to get on board, Luke then decided to head across the street and managed to secure a gig at a Greek-themed restaurant or cafe called The Parthenon in Boone, where he and his rugby teammates would often hang out for drinking sessions after training or a big game. The owner of the Parthenon Cafe, named Mick, was quite a laid-back guy and had no issue with Luke performing, casually telling Luke to pick a date on the calendar and simply write it in whenever he wanted to perform. For the very first gig at the cafe, Luke borrowed his neighbour's electric acoustic guitar, as he only had a simple acoustic guitar himself, and he also borrowed some speakers from a good college buddy of his named Adam Church. On a Wednesday night at the Parthenon Cafe, Luke would sell tickets for just $1, which ended up attracting 200 people to his very first gig, with about 40 of them being associated with his rugby team. With Luke claiming the $200 that he earned for the gig was more than he earned from both his jobs that week. Luke claimed that earning this amount of money from just one gig gave him the belief that he could go somewhere with his music and that he could get paid for doing something that he loved. As he was quoted as saying, Once I figured that out, there was no stopping me. The very next day, Luke reported back to his boss, Buddy Love, and told him that he had just played for 200 people across the street at the cafe, which was a huge crowd for a Wednesday night, and Luke gave him a second proposal that he could either keep playing at the cafe and bringing in all that business for them, or he could do the same at the town tavern. Of course, the offer was too good to refuse, with Luke's boss giving in and allowing Luke to perform at the town tavern, despite the risk of his boss breaking his lease agreement. With Luke going on to be slotted in on a regular basis at the town tavern for two years straight, sometimes for two to three shows every week. From this point on, Luke would gig here all the time on a weekly basis, covering songs like Friends in Low Places and adding in a couple of his own, while also telling Billboard magazine that he would perform, quote, anything I thought chicks would like. Luke would also begin gigging all across the Boone area, wherever, whenever, at least four to five nights a week, at some stages, just to get his name out there, and soon enough, he would be getting paid much better than $1 a ticket, even performing at open mic nights in Charlotte, North Carolina, 
as well as at bars, barbecue joints, colleges and cafes for around two years as his fan base rapidly started to grow. Luke even went on his own mini-tours with his bandmates to places like Tennessee, Georgia and South Carolina, with Luke claiming he was the manager and tour manager, organising all the places they would go to and running the whole show, as Luke and his band would also act as their own roadies, setting up all their equipment at gigs. As they travelled on a small bus together, loving every minute of it, as their adventures would take them everywhere, sightseeing along the way. Luke eventually ended up working two jobs, studying at uni and gigging at the same time, after landing a second job as a shirt folder at an Izod's store known for selling polo shirts and golfing apparel, which lasted up to a year. Despite all of this, Luke claims it was hard to keep up with all the costs of living at the time on these wages, with little money left to his name after paying the bills such as rent and electricity, and there was no room left sometimes to go on tours. After spending five long years studying at university, Luke hit a bit of a roadblock with his course and in order to graduate he still needed to pass four prerequisite units that involved biology and chemistry and he also needed to do his internship so with his heart not really in it anymore and being worn out with all the study and the course he decided with just 21 credit hours left which was the equivalent to roughly a semester and a half of study until his degree was complete, Luke decided to drop out to pursue a career in music as a country singer, stating that he knew he couldn't have a career based off drinking or rugby, so music it was. Luke would claim that he wasn't a great student, that the course he was doing wasn't very enjoyable, and that he often failed to turn up for classes simply losing interest in the study process with the course dragging on for so many years, and music was his standout passion. When questioned by Jimmy Kimmel on his talk show over why he quit university, Luke responded by saying, quote, I'd been in school for five years at that point, and I've been singing my whole life, and I didn't understand that, wow, you can do something that you like, and people will pay you for it. And I didn't comprehend that. On the YouTube show, Cut To It, Luke elaborated on this by stating, quote, Neither of my parents love their job, so I didn't even know that it was possible to love your job. When I was in college, I just thought, well, I'll get a business degree and I'll hate my job like everybody else does. That was kind of my outlook and what I thought was possible. According to Luke, since 2010 up to 2013, in order to acquire a larger fan base, Luke decided to jump on one of the latest social media trends circulating the internet, which was called Vines, known as short six-second video clips. Utilising the Vines app as a personal marketing tool for himself and his music, but not really knowing if it would go anywhere, 
Luke would upload short videos of himself joking around and also singing country songs, which over time led to a following of over 30,000 people before growing again to 70,000 people. With Luke stating, quote, I didn't know any of this stuff was smart. I was just going with it. Luke would perform cover songs such as Cruise by Florida Georgia Line while also joining other social media platforms to get himself out there. Most of the time, the videos would just be Luke with his sticker-covered guitar belting out tunes or occasionally his friends from college would feature in there with him. Luke would state that the Vine videos even led to owners of bars and venues around North Carolina and beyond, such as Alabama, requesting that Luke come to perform at their venue. Eventually, these short six-second videos would go a long way in landing Luke a recording deal, much like that of fellow country artist Kane Brown. The Vines, of course, helped lead Luke to earning an income through gigs, and with this money and drive, he decided to take the leap and move to Nashville to kickstart his country music career. Thank you for tuning into that episode. Don't forget to check out our other episodes, ranging from Kurt Cobain and Freddie Mercury to Prince, Chasey Chapman and Stevie Nicks, and up-and-comers like Youngblood, Tones and I, and The Kid Leroy. For more information regarding this episode, including weekly updates and more, head to our Facebook page at Lyrics of Their Life Podcast, or our website at lyricsoftheirlife.com. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and even YouTube and Spotify, where you can find a range of playlists featuring the music of every artist covered in the Lyrics of Their Life podcast so far. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to give back for the hard work that goes into it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, or you can now rate the podcast on Spotify. Don't forget to let your friends and family know about what they've been missing out on, and feel free to click the free subscribe or follow button to the podcast, wherever you listen, so you can receive a notification every time a new episode becomes available. If you would like to support the podcast financially, then please feel free to head to Patreon or buymeacoffee.com, where you can contribute your support for the podcast in exchange for some bonus content, ranging from as little as $1 donations to really anything you like. Every bit of support is greatly appreciated, and it means I can continue to bring you more great episodes in the future. This podcast is created and researched completely independently, so your contribution would really help this podcast continue on. Once again, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I'm your host Adam Hampton, and this is Lyrics of Their Life.